Nixia, and welcome to this Friday morning short squeeze extravaganza bonanza. I'm going to tell you exactly what's squeezing and why, how we make money out of it. I might even show you a trade or two. So let this old invest and banker uh, entertain you for the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, ask me questions. I'll answer them all. Just pop them in the live chat. If you're watching this on replay, pop them in the comments. I do read and answer them all. Well, unless they're really silly. Um, unless they're entertaining, in which case I shall. And let's walk through it, shall we? Before we do, it's one thing you can do in four days, and that is make 2024 the best year of your life. How? By actually understanding how you can make money from your money and build a passive income stream in a couple of hours a week. Come and join me on Tuesday, felixfranzalog slash webinar for about 90 minutes, and I'll show you how. I'll teach you my structure, my system. You can walk away with that knowledge completely free, felixfranzalog slash webinar. So check it out. Shall we have a look? Okay, let's have a look at a couple of things before we go to the short squeeze, because it's uh, you need to understand a little bit of backdrop here. So the, the expectations of rate cuts have once again plummeted and are basically now, well, we're not expecting them uh, <laughs> at all. And we're now expecting interest rate cuts in the range of 1.2% for the whole year, that was 1.5% for the whole year only five days ago. So about two rate cuts less or so. Uh, rate cuts are a, a scarce thing, apparently. And it's a weird thing because normally the stock market has been moving in tandem with rate cut expectations. But rate cut expectations are now plummeting. And at the same time, the S&P is going to the moon. And we need to understand why so that we figure out which one is going to fill the massive whopping gap between the two. Is the S&P going to rally further above 5,000 over the glory or are rate cut expectations going to go up because Papa Biden will remember his own name? You see that? You see that? These other people allegedly running. Does anybody actually believe he runs the country? Icy, dice, dicey territory. I know you always piss off half the audience when you talk about politics. But yeah, the S&P actually broke through 5,000 yesterday. And as I was checking earlier, the... S&P futures currently at 5,028 glorious points. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty good, as most people are probably bullish. The gap between the S&P shown on my chart in green, that's the SPX, and the red thing here, which is the Russell or the IWM, is massive. But it is shrinking because we've got a short squeeze on that I'll explain to you in just a few moments after a few hundred more of you have destroyed the like button out of sheer frustration. The bank that you all want to be banking with, NYCB, they are trustworthy, honest, <laughs> all good. Well, it wasn't doing so well yesterday. It did come down a fair bit, but it's very volatile. Uh, and that's obviously one thing to look at. The whole regional banking index, KBW, is sort of wobbling sideways at pretty low levels. 
and something to watch out for and to wonder when the bailout is going to hit us because there will be a bailout, mark my words. The Nasdaq compared to small caps, it peaked in November and it's peaking again now. So there might be a bit of a reallocation towards small caps once again, and I'll show you why in just a moment. But at the moment, we're playing yo-yo between the Nasdaq and the Russell, which is kind of entertaining and making lots of traders lots of money, and it's relieving everybody else wondering what the frick is going on. We have ARM, the um, chip lot, Amazon is invested and so on, absolutely freaking exploding yesterday from below 80 to at one point $126, I think. Absolute insanity, up about 50% in a day because, well, they probably used the word AI. It seems to be, you know, the latest craze. Uh, um, they basically make cheap versions of what NVIDIA does just not at quite the high caliber. That's what they're up to. And then um, Woke Mickey Mouse is also celebrating and now identifies as a bullish stock and is quite nice, actually. That is almost bringing them up, Mickey and its uh, cross-dressing crew, to February 2022 levels, just sort of the last high. So I would probably say we might have peaked here for a bit. And we might be interesting to see if that's going to keep going up. I do actually think Disney as a company can't really, can really only get better, I think. Um, he sings with a hard hat on and wearing a frock. Uh, so, yeah, I actually think Disney's numbers are getting better. As a stock investment, it's probably not such a bad thing. But whenever you mention that, you get hit over the head by all the uh, anti-wokers and everybody who identifies as a mouse. The Magnificent Seven are losing a little bit of steam. Well, we are at very elevated levels, but this morning looks good and optimistic. But you're still wondering, Felix, where's my squeeze? Squeeze me, squeeze me, squeeze me hard. And um, here it is. Goldman Sachs's most shorted stocks have done a pretty tremendous thing. They have rallied very, very significantly. Now, what's most shorted? It's generally anything sort of considered meme uh, non-profitable tech, all that kind of good stuff, which is why you've seen some of your portfolio, if you are in there, a rally yesterday. At the same time, yields, government yields are back up massively in February, which should, in theory, have tanked the market, but it hasn't, slightly baffling. And then we've got the Bitcoin ETF. We must talk about the Bitcoin ETF. I was actually thinking about making a video actually explaining what the Bitcoin ETFs really do and if it's a good idea and so on. Um, anybody would be interested in that? Let me know uh, in, in the comments. Uh, Bitcoin ETF, do you want to dive deeper into that? I know a lot of you guys are not necessarily into crypto. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kryptonite doubter myself, but it might be an interesting thing to look at. And what can you see? You can see the amount of inflows is declining. I think JP Morgan saying they thought it was disappointing because all these ETFs have been launched, but the money isn't actually flowing into them as quickly anymore as people had previously thought. There was a bit of a bonanza on the first two days, and now it's sort of slowing down a bit. Fidelity and pro shares do seem to be mopping up most of it. Can't actually tell you why, but I'll be happy to look into it for you if you want. 
I'm S&P. What does SPX aggregate dealer gamma out six months mean? Does it mean I've lost the plot and I'm trying to scare away all viewers? No. Let me show it to you. It's actually quite nicely color coordinated. Above 5,000 on the S&P, up to 5,100. So 5,000 to 5,100. Dealers, the drug dealers at the corner, sell the S&P. No, not the drug dealers at the corner. The crazy guys on the trading floor wafting pieces of paper. They are selling. And then they're buying again from 5,100 upwards. So if we manage to jump 100 points up over the dealer uh, moat with the, the crocodiles, then they're buying. They are also buying if we drop. So 4,900 to 5,000, they're also buyers. So you do get some stability if you go down, but it just it gets a little bit dicey here the next 100 points or so. So that's something that's kind of useful to understand, I would say. And then the real... I'm basically bullish, the market can maybe tell, I'm excited. But there is one thing that will turn me non-bullish, and for that I need to find an orange pen. The orange line on this is meme, basically the crap that the Reddit lot likes. And when meme peaks, as it did in July, can't spell July apparently, too much for a banker, and as it did in, I want to say, November, when meme peaks, the market peaks, the S&P typically peaks, not always, but typically. So I am waiting for the meme to go up and then come down again. And at that point, I think I will pull my bullish trades back a fair bit. At the moment, we're doing quite nicely. You want to see what we've got? Open? Not a lot. $45,000 or so. And we're, we're going to be doing quite nicely when the market opens. A lot of these numbers will peak up. We took quite a bit of profits yesterday. So we're up, I don't know, $1,500 so far, so far in February, something like that. Having spent, I'd say, an hour on this, which is not, not a terrible hourly rate, is it? If you zoom out a little bit and you're thinking more like what's happening in six months or 12 months, more like 12 months, the credit card delinquencies, people not paying their credit cards, are going up to levels that are a little bit worrisome. In the 2009 recession, we had fairly elevated levels of credit card delinquency, and we are kind of approaching those levels again right here, right now. And that kind of goes against the government myth of... Uh, there's full employment and everyone's happy and everybody will vote for the senile old man in the White House uh, because we feel a little bit sorry for him. That's the key thing I would look at this morning. And then I would look at the live market, which we shall, but I'd also highly, highly encourage you to actually learn how to make money no matter what the market does, because that's really where the fun is at, right? I actually like a down market. We just haven't seen one in a little while, but when we do, we'll make money out of it. So come and join me, even on that side. I'm doing my, my best Biden impression, you know, wandering off in the right, wrong direction. Felix slash webinar. Come and learn from an old investment banker how I make money in maybe two or three hours a week. Um, Fairly decent money. Uh, Felix Renzelog's webinar. Check it out.